The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Langer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. It is a good Nightingale with Bob Nightingale of the USA Today. I'm Mike Claiborne. Welcome, everyone. Robert, a lot of things going on, but let's start off with some terrible news with Shohei Otani. Uh, he's shut down for the rest of the year from a pitching standpoint. So the question is, is this just down for the year or is this it? Because when you talk about tears in the elbow, that's never good. No. I mean, he had this in 2018, had Tommy John surgery. Uh, you're right. I mean, it, it looks like, you know, we'll see what happens, but by not pitching again until 2025, uh, then just, you know, if he has Tommy John surgery, he's gonna have to miss the first half of next year. So yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, terrible injury and certainly teams are going to back off. I mean, it's going to cost them a couple hundred million dollars or so, uh, as a free agent. I don't think there's any question. And that that's really the elephant in the room right now. What are you going to pay him? Uh, are you paying him on what he did? Are you paying him on potential? Are you paying him against the fact that he's got another elbow? I mean, there are a lot of factors that go into this, and you're right. I think there are going to be some teams that are going to step back, especially after what you've seen that's taking place with some other pitchers like DeGrom and some guys who've been hurt with, with the big contracts. Uh, man, this this is a, going to be a real head-scratcher. Yeah, definitely else. It probably helps the Angels' chances re-signing him. You know, he knows his you know, trainers, the medical staff, and everything else. Um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, no other team's going to pay him for the past. Uh, you know, you're just going to pay him for DH. If it's a time of joint surgery, you know, can he come back and be an outfielder? I think he'd be an elite outfielder, a great base runner, everything else. But, yeah, this, this puts a whole uh, wrench in everything. Or does he become a first baseman, a la Bryce Harper? Yeah, until then. Yeah, which is a shame because uh, he'd be elite outfielder. I mean, he'd be the certainly he's the best outfielder on the Angels. Uh, you know, great arm. Uh, you know, great, great instincts. So yeah, could play some first base. You hate to you hate to waste that kind of athletic talent. Uh, you know, as a DH. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so we'll stay tuned on that because that that really took everybody by surprise. Let's talk about the races. Uh, anybody move the needle for you over the last week? You know, Arizona Diamondbacks played well. I mean, they uh, you know swept the Rangers. You know, Rangers have lost six in a row now. Uh, yeah, that whole AL West is wild. I mean, here's Seattle trades away their closer, and they w win six out of twenty games. Now the four games they lost is because they don't have a closer. Uh, <laughs> lost one game in the ninth, ninth inning and three extra inning games. So uh, it, it'd be fascinating to see if this team makes it or not. If they make the playoffs, that's got a, they got a great young rotation. They got a chance to be very scary, you know, a little bit like in the National League with the Brewers. I don't think anybody wants to play the Brewers, you know, first round or soon just because that rotation. No, I agree with you. Uh, that's the one thing they have is pitching. I don't know if they have enough offense for postseason, uh, but they're pitching. And, and as I say that, I'll tell you, uh, their their right fielder, a uh, left fielder rather, Christian Yelich is having a pretty good year that nobody's talking about. Yeah, I talked to, talked to him a couple months ago. Yeah, and he said just made some uh, changes, hitting mechanics. Kind of a, uh, went to a toe tap instead of a high leg kick, and it's it's worked. Uh, he's back. You know, reminds you a lot of uh, you know uh, Cody Bellinger with the Cubs. 
you know, he bounced back too. Uh, you know, he's not the same, you know, MVP candidate as he was before, but a whole lot closer to it than he was the last couple of years with the Dodgers. How much fun is the wild card races in both national and American league? I mean, the national league wild card, you know, you have the Phillies, the Cubs, the Reds, the Giants, uh, Arizona, the Marlins are two games out. I mean, and even San Diego still has a hope. I mean, they're six, six back, but I mean, they'd have to hop over a bunch of teams, but man, that wild card in, in the national league is just a humdinger. And the same can be said for the West. Although, you know, Boston is four back and I'm not sure Boston is as for real as we think they are. And the Yankees, that that's just a disaster, but everybody else is still in play. Yeah. the American league, there's going to be a very good team left out. I mean, I think if they, uh, Say the Toronto Blue Jays don't make it, you know, I think some uh, heads can roll there. I mean, uh, they're built to win now. You know, National League, you know, you know, I, I'm glad they limited just, you know, six teams and not, remember MLB wanted a uh, a fourth wild card. That would have been too much. Yeah, I mean, You want a I team to be a, a powerful team in National League. And we're going to have some, you know, we're going to have some weak ones go, you know, getting in. Some of those teams are a year ahead of schedule, whether it's Arizona, you know, whether it's, you know, the Cubs, the Reds, the Marlins. Everybody's a year to schedule. Uh, you know, talk about the pod race. You know, I, I, I think they are done. Let's say I have a heart transplant. I, I just, I, I still believe in the most underachieving team in baseball history. It's, they're, they're tough to watch. They really are. Uh, how can a team with the second best ERA in baseball, the guys that have stayed healthy all year, you know, be this mediocre? Yeah, that that is really. And, and you know, I also go to this. I look at the manager. You know, he's been a very successful guy. I mean, he hasn't won a championship, but I think most people consider him to be a really good manager. I mean, he's got a good staff to go along with it. There's something missing here, and I was starting the clubhouse. I don't know if there's the right leadership in that clubhouse. No, something's missing. I mean, you look at the Dodger clubhouse. You know, they don't, the Padres don't have a, a Mookie Betts. They don't have a Freddie Freeman, uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, something's directly wrong. For them to have that much talent and, and just to you know, be that bad, they'll blow out a team, and then you know you can bet all kinds of money the next day they're going to get shut out or be living in one run. Uh, what's the stat? They have fewer uh, comebacks of you know being down by two or more runs than anybody in baseball, you know, including the Royals or Oakland A's or anything else. I mean, when they're down, they quit. Yeah, they they have no fight in them, and you know I look at their pitching. You look at Waka, you look at uh, Ooh Darvish, you look at uh, Musgrove, you you look at uh, Snell. I mean, those are legitimate guys that they run out there every night, and uh, they still don't get the result that I think they thought they should have. And and I don't know where they where or how they fix this because it, it's a real mess. It is. I mean, they're probably going to firing up Bob Melvin. He's going to have to you know he's going to pay the price. But yeah, you got to change that clubhouse mix. You know, a little bit like the uh, Chicago White Sox. You got to cl- change that clubhouse. Uh, you know, get guys that want to win, get some leadership in there. That goes a long way. Let me ask you, um, if a Bob Melvin gets canned, he won't be out of work very long, will he? No, he doesn't want to go out this way. Uh, you know, we could see a lot of changes. We could see, you know, eight, nine, ten changes here. You know, everywhere from uh, the Yankees with Aaron Boone, if they keep playing like this. Uh, sure sounds like Terry Francona might go to the right of Craig Council. He may step away. Uh, for Francona, I think he'd just retire. Where Council might just take a you know year or two off here. Uh, but yeah, we could see a bunch of changes this winter. Yeah, I was just thinking about that as we look down, look at some of the teams now. Uh, let's let's just look at the uh, American League East. 
Uh, obviously, Baltimore's manager is safe. Tampa's manager is safe. I don't know about Toronto. Uh, Cora, I think, would be safe. I think Aaron Boone's in big trouble. Um, you look at the, the Central, you mentioned Francona. I think uh, the Minnesota manager, Baldelli, is safe. Uh, what about Detroit? Are they, they're still trying to find their way. White Sox, that's a mess, but they said they're going to keep their manager. And the Royals, just this is his first year, so I would expect him to be back for next year. Yeah, I would think a uh, John Schneider of Toronto, I think he'd be real trouble if they don't make it. Uh, it'd be a hugely disappointing season. Uh, yeah, I, I do think Pedro Grafal is safe in Chicago. We'll see. Hey, Trailer Roos uh, has, has a lot of influence over there, and uh, we'll see about that. It'll be interesting if they do hire uh, you know, Chris Getz as a GM. His best friend in the world is Dayton Moore of Kansas City. So you'd have a bunch of KC influence you know, with, with Moore and, and Getz and, of course, Grafal all being from the Royals. What about the uh, West in the American? I think everybody in that division is fairly safe. Um, you know, when you look at the managers there, they're all doing a reasonably good job considering the, the circumstances with Oakland. Yeah, the one thing you uh, worry about, of course, is uh, Phil Nevin. Last year was contract. Uh, you don't know about the GM, Perry Manasian. One more year left on his contract. Uh, they could pay, pay the price. Uh, you know, Arnie Marino, he was, I think Phil Nevin was, was kept only because Arnie Marino was still on the team and they couldn't hire anybody with a uh, you know, multi-year contract. So he might be in danger. I mean, obviously, this isn't his fault. Nightmare with Otani going down, Mike Trout going down again. Rendon, Rendon still, not showing, yeah. still not showing up. Wow. Uh, but he made the pay the price. National League Eastern Division, I think everybody's safe. I don't know about Buck uh, Showalter, but I think everybody in that division is safe. Yeah, and I, I think Skip Schumacher's got, you know, they make the playoffs, got a chance to uh, win the manager of the year. No doubt. No doubt yeah. about it. Central, Central Division, you mentioned uh, Craig Council. He will probably move on. Um, you know, Chicago. Uh, what about David Ross? I mean, they're a year early. I mean, they're still in contention for the most part. Yeah, I know uh, no, the fans have been calling for his head and stuff like that. But, yeah, he's done a fine job there. They bounced back from being uh, 10 games, uh, 10 games under. So, yeah, he'd actually, you know, get some manager of the year consideration. Uh, I think everybody else in the division is safe. Uh, the Western division, um, I, I think the, probably the guy that you mentioned, Doug Melvin, is probably in trouble. I, what about Bud Black? I mean, you know, everybody likes Bud Black. He, he just doesn't have enough good players uh, to compete, but he always finds one or two of them that really stands out. So I don't know where they go from here with him. Yeah, he signed the extension through next year. I think, you know, they like him a lot. Uh, he, he would go only if he wants to go. Otherwise, I would think that 2024 would be his last year, that, that you know, he'd, he'd step away. You know, also in the, uh, you know, when you're talking about the uh, uh, American League, we forgot, too, you know, Dusty Baker's, you know, his last year was contract. He could step away, too, you know, and say, okay, enough time. He's, what, 73, 74 years old. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, that that's a guy that, you know, we kind of take for granted. I, I think he came back to see if he could do it again. I, I think that's one of the reasons why he came back. But as you mentioned, he's in, he's going to be in his mid-70s here fairly soon. I think he wants to be around his family a little bit more. But, you know, this is a guy, he's a lifer. I think he'll always have some sort of role in baseball. I don't know if it's going to be a field manager, but I, I think you'd be nuts not to have him around in your organization in some way, shape, or form. Oh, absolutely. If it's not Houston's going to be someone on the West Coast, uh, you know, be a uh, special sense in the front office. Uh, yeah, I, I think 
he still definitely wants to be involved, uh, you know, in the instrumental role, not just uh, signing autographs and things like that, go to card shows. So, I, yeah, I, I think he'll be with somebody. You know, I would think West Coast team would make the most sense. But Houston is very close with the, uh, you know, Jim Crane, the owner there. And, uh, you know, he's done a lot for him. I mean, if he goes in the, uh, I mean, he'll go in the Hall of Fame, obviously. But, you know, he'd probably have to consider wearing an Astro cap, you know, yeah. you know instead of a giant cap. No, I agree. I agree. Bob Nightingale is with us, USA Today. This is Good Nightingale on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the umpiring. Um, is it me or is it the fact that I'm seeing it more because either it's social media or the highlights on, on TV show that we, we're seeing a lot of umpires really bad behind the plate right now? And, and players have had enough of it. Managers have had enough of it. Is it me or is this, this just a common thing at this time of the year? I think it's this time of year, and I think it's social media, you know, that sort of thing, Mike. Uh, you know, the umpires will argue, and MLB says the same thing, the box, you know, square you see on TV is not accurate. Uh, they say that the umpire rating is the best it's ever been uh, in the last few years. Uh, you know, the one thing that drives me crazy is, you know, if it's a ball, you know, say it's a 3-2 uh, count, and the ball is like, you know, a tenth of an inch outside, swing the bat. If exactly. It's close, swing, nobody's swinging. Yeah, I've never seen guys so excited to get a walk. You know, they're you know celebrating like you said a walk-off home run. Uh, you know, swing a bat, drive in a run. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't get that part, Bob. And 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 what, with regard to the umpires, there are a lot of good young umpires. Okay, I think there's more good young umpires than we've seen in a long time. I think there is an element though of guys who are just they they're setting their ways with regard to what their strike zone should be, and I think that's where players get to have the disconnect. Now, with that said, you mentioned the fact that the box on TV is not accurate. Then why do we keep using it? I mean, shouldn't if MLB wants to make sure this thing is right, shouldn't they work with the networks and say, hey, look, this is a better way or this is a way that really on how we judge umpires. Uh, there's got to be some technology to get this thing closer to the middle. Yeah, I mean, they'll say the box is the same, whether it's a Jose Altuve or an Aaron Judge. You know, they, uh, the umpires will say, and I remember talking to David Ross, the best game uh, the best game all season that people love is the uh, the Field of Dream games because they don't have any technology to have a box on TV. You just go by your eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way it used to be. And, you know, and, and these guys don't adjust. Remember, Mike? I mean, it used to be, you know whether an umpire's strike zone is going to be big or small. And, you know, you watch the first couple of innings, okay, he's got a big strike zone. So adjust to it. A lot of these guys refuse to adjust. Yeah, that, that's the one thing, you know, I know they're concerned about their own base percentage, but let's face it, nobody pays to watch a guy walk. Uh, guys get to the big league not because they're able to walk. They're able to put the ball in play. And as long as they continue to do that, they're going to be all right. But I think some guys have really fallen into that prey of making sure they have a high on base percentage and just trying to get on base instead of being a difference maker. And that's what I think is frustrating to a lot of baseball fans. Oh, absolutely. It's like, uh, you know, Eddie Goodell. Man, the, the oh, yeah. Uh, Cardinals, he, he would be a folk hero if he played today. He was way ahead of his time because he well, drew how, walks. <laughs> how about the kid? I saw in a Little League World Series a kid was in in an Eddie Goodell position. I mean, he was basically on his knees uh, standing in a batter's box, and he was stooping so low that, you know, it, it was it was really making a mockery of what, what, what the game is all about. And I don't know how they fixed that because these kids – they emulate what they see on TV, and now it's become kind of a circus act, and, and that's going in the wrong direction. 
Oh, it is. I remember talking to uh, Rock Carew up in Cooperstown. I say, yeah, thank God you played in your damn Tony Gwynn when you played with you because you guys would be getting uh, ripped to sheds, shreds, because you didn't uh, you know, walk enough. You know, you didn't have good exit velocity. Mm -hmm. All you guys did hit. All you guys did was hit 380 every year. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> swing the bat. A lot of these guys too, when, when they draw their walks, they're not still in second or third. Still in third. All they're doing is clogging the base bats. Hey, I want to go back to something with regard to teams. We we talked a little bit about the White Sox. Where do they go from here? I mean, that that's a mess, and we've talked about it on countless occasions. This isn't something that unfolded this season. This thing had been percolating for quite some time, even before Tony Larusa arrived. Yeah, I mean, you can't live off 2005 forever, and they've been bad. Uh, you know, they did not want – you know, Jerry Reinsdorf did not want to go through a rebuild. He really didn't. They talked him into it. You know, then the rebuild lasts a year and a half. Uh, you know, and people, you know, up in uh, Chicago, you know, ripping into Tony Larusa. I said they should give Tony another Hall of Fame plaque because he's he's the only guy who won with that bunch. <laughs> you know, so, it, it's just so underachieving and, and zero leadership. I mean, these guys are getting interviewed on TV, and they'll ask him, "Hey, who's the leader of the clubhouse?" And guys will say, "I don't know. Uh, you want to be a leader? No." But nobody takes any accountability. It's it's a uh, it's been going on for way too long there. They got to shake that thing up. So what do you do? Who would be a good candidate? Well, I think they've already made up their mind, Mac. I think they're going to stay within. I think Chris Getz, you know, former infielder, uh, you know, he played with Chicago, played with the Royals. You know, I think it's a, uh, it's going to be him. And I think, you know, and he's uh, best friends with Dan Moore. Right. So, and I, I think they want to get the right people. And I was talking to Dan Moore uh, this week. Just get the, you know, he swears up and down, you know, a guy like a Haas, Eric Hosmer, you know, what Musakis, you know, uh, means uh, or meant for that franchise. But get those type of guys in there, you know, that, you know, that, that can lead instead of just guys doing their own program and, and not caring. I mean, you can see it by the body language. It looks like these guys could care less about being out there. All right. What do we have to look forward to this week um, as the division races get tighter? The wild card is even more entertaining. And there's some guys chasing some numbers right now. So what, what should we pay attention to? Well, I think it's going to be fascinating. And, you know, Mike, I, uh, Mookie Best goes back to Boston this weekend for the first time. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be all, you know, hey, what, why did the Red Sox trade him when you really upstate Mookie? Uh, here's Mookie having an unbelievable year. I know we're talking about Ronald Acuna. We're talking about Freddie Freeman. But it's a monster year he's having. He's only right there in the MVP race. But, uh, yeah, it, yeah, I think it's going to be all over the Red Sox as far as how can you guys have, have let this guy walk away? Well, you know what? He, he wasn't staying. Uh, there there were some other things going on there, and he just thought it was a good time to go. Uh, and it's obviously worked out for him. The Red Sox, well, they, they're scratching their heads, and, and their fans are going to give it to him this weekend, I'm sure. But – um, that, that MVP race is going to come down to the wire. And I guarantee you, you're going to see some guys can like, when you look at Freddie Freeman and Mookie, they're going to cancel each other out. Uh, Acuna and, uh, the, the first baseman, they may cancel awesome. each other out. So, I mean, there's some, there's some interesting votes that are going to take place in this thing. It really is. I mean, look how Acuna is going to be, you know, his son run away with. And then, uh, like you said, also with the home runs, but particularly between Mookie and Freddie. Uh, I mean, Freddie's numbers outside the stolen bases are about the same as Acuna's. And, you know, and, you know, Mookie's got more home runs than Freddie, but Freddie's got twice as many stolen bases as Mookie. It's, yeah. it's kind of a wild, wild thing. It's crazy. Teams. It's crazy for sure. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. 
I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I'm looking forward to talking to you next week as well. Uh, where will we find you this week on the road? No, I'm actually, yeah, uh, yeah, got back to Phoenix and they uh, got the Reds in town. So that should be uh, interesting. Good, yeah, yeah, good wild card matchup for sure. Sure, for sure. All right, Bob, we thank you for your time. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week for Bob Nightingale. I'm Mike Claiborne. We thank you for checking us out again on ClavesOnline.com. Good Nightingale. Talk to you soon. Can Graybar help my electrical and datacom jobs be more productive? Yep. Our supply chain services are designed for just that. Like job site services? Yep. We'll deliver the products you need where and when you need them, no matter your industry. What about technical help? Yep. Our specialists are top-notch. Emergency support? Yep. Even after hours. <laughs> They're a unicorn. When you need to keep your projects productive and profitable, rely on Graybar to help you get the job done right. No unicorns required.